Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'll give you a topic for the list, and I'll give you my picks for the top five games of that list. Today, we're going to cover the top five abstract games. This is a difficult one, of course, because at their core, abstracts are not my favorite types of games there are, but there are some that I do actually like. So let me give you a definition of abstract games. Now, an abstract strategy game is a strategy game that minimizes luck and does not rely on a theme. Almost all abstract strategy strategy games will conform to the strictest definition of a game board, card, or tile game in which there is no hidden information and no non-deterministic elements such as shuffled cards or dice rolls, and usually two players or teams taking a finite number of alternating terms. Now, I think some Euros might fit that kind of strict definition, but there's you know, kind of a big difference, and you don't, you don't know... It's hard to say. Like, you know it when you would see it. So games like Hansa Teutonica and even Puerto Rico don't have too much randomness at all or luck, but I really wouldn't call them abstract. Maybe they're abstract Euros, but they're just more of a Euro game. So again, you would know it when you see it. So abstract tends to be things like chess, checkers, Othello, that type of game. Now, there's a series of games called the Gipf Project. They're all uh, like four or five letter games, and they're all beloved abstract games by those who love abstract games. But of course, I'm not one of those. So those kind of games are uh, Devon, Yinch, uh, Tamsk, Zertz, Punkt, uh, Tsar, and Linksg. So those are all games that are, like I said, about five, usually four or five letters, and they're all made by by a great designer, Chris Berm. But again, just just not up my alley. But I know people that do like that type of game absolutely love those games. So there's a few on the also ran or honorable mention list. Now, Hey, That's My Fish, which, again, that has a little bit of a theme, but really you're just kind of moving a piece in a straight line and pulling up a, another piece and trying to separate each other off of a board. So it's it's basically with penguins trying to get fish. But it's really just an, another abstract game. Uh, Bloku or Blokus, very abstracty. Mahong or Mahjong is very abstract game, which is a really cool game. Uh, and Veluspa, which is kind of a tile lane game that has kind of a Norse mythology. You know, it's got Thor and Odin and a lot of the pieces with numbers from, I believe, 1 to 9 or 1 to 10. And depending on what numbers you put out, there's different rules and different scoring depending on how you put them out. And they have different powers. Very, very cool, cool game. A very cool tile lane game. But Let's start off with my top five here. Number five is Quirkle. Quirkle is a very, very popular kind of mass market game. And it did, I believe it did win a Spiel of Charis. This came out in 2006. This plays for two to four players. plays about 45 minutes and was designed by Susan McKinley Ross. Now in Quirkle, you have these tiles in front of you that have multiple, uh, or, or they have one of a bunch of different shapes, like circles, squares, kind of a cross, or I think it's like a diamond or kind of a clover look. And they're all one of different colors. Now on your turn, you have to lay a tile next to a row, but you're putting it next to either the same shape or the same color. But you know, when you're having the same color, that has to be a different shape than that color. So you can't match both things. And in the whole row, there has to be unique uh, kind of color. So if you have all different color, if you have all different shapes, they all have to be the same color. If you have all different colors and they all have to be the same shape. Uh, it's, it's another one of those where it's a lot easier to explain it on a board than it is to see it, but a very cool game, very family friendly and really, really cool. So it's a light game and kind of one of those easy to pick up, difficult to master. I guess that's kind of a, a very telltale thing of abstract games, but Corkle, you may be able to probably find this in, uh, in, in mass market uh, stores like Target and such, but really, really cool game. That was my number five, Corkle. Number four also 
in a lot of uh, mass market stores. Azul. Now, this was an absolutely fantastic game by Michael Kiesling, and there's a bunch of different newer kind of Azuls. But at its heart, this really is just an abstract game. It's a two to four player game, plays in about 45 minutes. And again, it's kind of a lighter to medium weight game, more lighter game. I played this with my family. Now, basically, all it has is you're you're pulling these different tile pieces that have uh, one of, I believe, five different colors, and you're putting like four of four or five of them on a circle, which is kind of just just a little piece on the board. And there you have a circle of about five or six of them on there, and you're putting four of them four of those tiles on there. And on your turn, you basically pick one of those tiles with some pieces and you pick one of the colors and you're picking up all the colors of that piece and then the rest of them will go into the middle. Now you put them on your board. You have uh, like place from, that varies from I believe one to five. Uh, go, you know, the little, uh, your kind of player board has a, a row from, has one or two or three or four or five different basically tile places where you put those colors. And as you get to different colors, um, as you different as you pick the different colors, if they're the same, they go into that same row. You don't want to get too many of those. So that's kind of how uh, you know, kind of the strategy comes in is you're kind of leaving other colors for other people or waiting to get your other own color. Uh, you know, you're a color again. And at the end of the round, the pieces that have in the rows that are full, one of those pieces will go over into the grid. So you're not going to have five of the same color moving over there. You just have that one color, but it makes it harder on certain rows to get those colors to move over. Uh, you know, you're not doubling up on those different colors that go to the right in the big, in your big uh, five by five grid because you're just trying to get colors, you know, pieces next to each other and trying to fill up that grid to get more points. Really easy to learn. Again, difficult to master, but just really solid game there uh azul and a very very popular game again there's two or three new versions uh summer pavilion and 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 other things like that but that's a great game azul number three sagrada this is again you've got a little bit of a theme here but i wouldn't really call this a huge theme it's basically about stained glass uh you know stained glass windows but in sagrada you're pulling dice out of a bag depending on how many people you're playing you're pulling uh basically two i think two times the number of players plus one so there's always one left over at the end of the round and your board, which has basically a five by five, it's either five by four or five by five grid. Uh, on the board has, you know, you'll have a card that has either some colors that'll be on there or some numbers that'll be on there. And you have to match on your board what it is. Now, the big rules on it is that when you pull this dice and after, you know, the dice will be rolled at the beginning of the round. Now, when you're drafting a die, you have to put it next to orthogonally next to, or I believe diagonally at the beginning, next to one of the dice that you've already placed. However, dice that are next to each other cannot share either the same number or the same color, which kind of goes back to about like kind of a very similar thing to Quirkle. So when you're putting these dice down, you have to make sure you're following the rules, but also you have to look on your little card to see if you're following the rules because there may be a five printed on the on your little card and only a five on that square can go on there. So you have to really match up the numbers. And sometimes there's just a color there where you can put any number you want, but it has to be a certain color there. So you have to you know be very, very careful and plan ahead each round, there'll be three cards or each game, there'll be basically three cards that have some powers that'll help you cheat. You know, depending on the difficulty of your card, there'll be a little number on your card that'll tell you how many of these little tokens you'll have. And each one of the cheaty powers will cost either one or two tokens. And then you can use those throughout the game. There's also random scoring uh, that'll come out and each person has their own color that they'll add at the end of the game. You'll add up the number of the, the pips of your color, your hidden color that are on your board to add to your regular score. Then there's also three other cards cards that are out there, which you may have to have, you know, you want to have rows that do not share uh, any number at all. And then you'll get five points for that or a column or share different colors. 
different things like that will come out. There's a lot of different scoring cards. Really just a, a real fun game. And like I always like to point out, there's an app, which is really cool for Sagrada. I would definitely highly pick that up, an iOS app. It's probably on Android as well. Uh, check that one out. That is Sagrada, and that is by Adrian Adamescu and Daryl Andrews, one to four player, plays about 45 minutes and still well in. It's, you find that in mass market stores as well. Number two. This is really tough because my two into one, I can kind of flip-flop back and forth. But absolutely, number one of my favorite games at number two is Nova Luna. This is a, one of the newer games. This came out in 2019. This is for one to four players, plays in about 30 to 60 minutes. And another game that's light enough where I played this with my kids and my family. This is by Uwe Rosenberg and Corm, Corne van Mursel. And uh, so very, this is kind of the definition, of course, of abstract, where you have these cars that you're drafting. They're little tiles. And the tiles will have anywhere from one to four different circles on them, and they'll have colors in them, or colors of beads. They may have like a, a one red circle or a yellow circle or a light blue or a dark blue circle, or they'll have one or two. They have anywhere from one to three, I believe sometimes even four of these little circles in there. And as you're placing these little tiles into your tableau, depending on what they're next to, that's going to be how you're going to cover up. Now, you're going to want to cover up these little circles. So if you have a circle with three pips of, three pips of red, you have to have three red tiles that are connected to this tile orthogonally in a row well, you know they can be kind of they can be curled around a corner but they have to be kind of connected and that's how you're going to put a little uh you know, put your little uh, they, they're just little discs you're going to cover up the disc there you know if they have just one blue circle in you know one blue pip inside the circle you all you need is one of the that color blue next to it so as you're going you're drafting these different tiles and putting them into specific places and then of course you're triggering off of each other depending on how you're setting it up and other people are kind of drafting trying to take things you may want and depending on how far ahead and depending on what what the number is on a tile they may move ahead and you keep moving until you pass them so there's it's kind of a timed thing as well but you're trying to get rid of your 21 discs in the game onto these different tiles but again i don't really do it's abstract of course it's probably even harder to explain than it is to teach or play but uh nova luna absolutely great game it's very uh very family friendly and also not too expensive i think it's only about 20 dollars. you could probably find it on there 20 25 so uh, a solid game there nova luna by uh again this is stronghold games uve rosenberg as well my number one strategy game again. I keep going back and forth between Nova Luna and Nova Luna and Splendor. Now, I absolutely love Splendor, and of course, it's not really a big theme in Splendor, but there is Marvel Splendor that's out that is quote unquote a theme with Marvel, and it's got great art in it. But the theme is just pasted on. It's really just Splendor. So yes, it's still a theme, but it's a loose uh, theme at best. But it is still Splendor at its core. Splendor is an amazing game, and it just absolutely has a, a great app as well. If you want to check that out, two to four players plays in about thirty minutes. Again, very light, easy to learn. You know, probably even easy to master too. But I played this one with my family, so this is a good family and kids game as well. This is by Mark Andre. Now, what you're going to do? There's going to be three rows of cards that'll be kind of easier, intermediate, and difficult cards to acquire, and they're going to have different colors of gemstones on these cards. And what you're going to do on your turn, you're either going to take. Uh, one of three different color chips or two chips of one color if there's a certain amount of chips out there. And then you're just going to keep acquiring these chips until you you, know, you can't have more than 10 in front of you. But you're trying to match the colors uh, of you know the different cards. So the card may have anywhere, depending on if it's different, easy, medium, or difficult, may have anywhere from like three to four different colors on there. And then anywhere numbers, you know how many of the other chips. So once you turn in those chips to get that card in your tableau, there'll be a gem or a color gem on that card and you now have a discount to get those cards in the future. So as you're building up your little tableau and building up 
your, you know, how many things you have, you're going to have a ton of discounts. So there's definitely is a crescendo and a, and a leveling up of your, you know, the speed of this game. And then you're trying to get some cards, you know, the intermediate cards will almost always have, I think they always have uh, victory points on them. I mean, you're trying to be the first person to race to 15 victory points and that'll trigger the last round. And then whoever went first, I mean, whoever went last and has the last play, but the round round end will trigger. So if that person who does go last does trigger to end a round or re- ended a game last round, then they would probably just win because obviously they're going to get 15 points uh, and trigger the end game. There's also some cards up top that, uh, you know, they call them up top, basically some cards each game that'll have a certain amount of cards. Once those cards are in your tableau, you'll get the, you'll, you can claim these cards. You, usually it's three cards of three different colors or four of two, depending on how many points there are in there. Then you get to claim that uh, tile to give you 70 points. Now what Marvel Splendor does is it kind of, you have to get one of every color. So then you can kind of claim uh, the green gem or a green, you know, the green infinity gem. And then uh, once you can get one of everything and have the 15 points and you can claim uh, the, uh, the Thanos card, and then that's how you win there. But you must have at least a certain amount of, uh, you know, certain amount of every color, one of every color. And that's how you get basically the, whatever that, the time stone or whatever, one of those stones. Uh, but you basically have all those. And also you have this Avengers thing where there's an Avengers tile where whoever has uh, the most Avengers in their tableau will get this tile and it can be stolen when somebody passes them, not ties them. When somebody passes them, you can get that one. And that gives you another three, uh, points as well. So Splendor and Marvel Splendor, I cannot recommend them enough. And again, those are still considered quote unquote abstract, but great games. But my top five abstract games, Quirkle, Azul, Sagrada, Nova Luna, and Splendor. Thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or want to give me your top five abstract games, feel free to comment on this episode of Majorsplorers.com. Of course, go to the site for tons of other great podcasts and content with Steven and the rest of the Major Explorers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the board game man. You can find me at Geek Jock Dan on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars podcast. You can also find me here on Major Explorers with the Munchkinland podcast, where I give a twice a month, 10 to 15 minute board game news show, or as a contributor to TMSPM, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more top five goodness, but until then, grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. 